Welcome back to Redefine Your Finances. My name is Christian Axelson. We're in the second series in episode two. And what we're talking about in this series is how to land and keep a job. Today, we welcome back our dear friend and expert in everything recruiting, Drew Butts. And today, we have a special guest uh, with us. Uh, Rachel, tell us a little about yourself. Hi, I'm Rachel Stewart. I work at Starbucks for a number of years, as well as been a member of Calvary Church here for a number of years as well. I'm part of the young adults here. Awesome. So when you say Starbucks, of course, we have to ask, what is your favorite drink at Starbucks? Not to make, but to drink. (laughs) This is a two-part question, two-part question. Mm -hmm. Favorite drink, I would say, is the organic chai. It's basically our, one of our tea bags that we have at the store. And I mix it with brown sugar and honey, steam it with oat milk. The best. And what is the most popular drink that you make more times a day than you want to really think about? It's a secret menu drink. Specifically, it's the ice white mocha. Yeah. No whipped cream, vanilla sweet cold foam on top with extra caramel drizzle. Well, I just uh, got inspired for my next trip. Okay. <laughs> not that this, not that this is sponsored by Starbucks, but that sounds delicious. Rachel, um, y- you have a couple of questions for Drew. I do, Drew. It's great seeing you great and meeting you. you. Oh, pleasure's mine. What qualities are you looking for when hiring your future colleagues? Uh, I'm going to say the Starbucks barista. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of what you do, interesting enough, Rachel, uh, are the competencies on your job that you've gained that a lot of us look for at entry level. We look for those folks who understand customer service, uh, who understand what it means to take ownership in your job. And we know that the folks at Starbucks, they tend to leave people with an impression, a positive one when they leave. So we know that they're taking ownership of what they're doing out there with pride. Uh, so we look for those kind of characteristics, uh, but we're just looking for people who really long-term are looking for careers versus just a job. And all the uh, talent or experience that you've gained so far uh, certainly is something if you want to continue in a career, you know, people like us at entry level are looking for that. Awesome. awesome. I have to ask a follow-up question to that because uh, there's so much chatter these days about the value of college. Mm-hmm. It, do I need a college degree? Like, like Google doesn't seem to care. Like, they hire without so. If Google doesn't care, like, is it is it worth it? What What are your thoughts in general? If somebody's looking at, am I going to spend a lot of money? Potentially have debt. Sure. What What do you think? So there are a lot of positions out there that don't require the college degree. Uh, they do look for some kind of work experience to show you have mm-hmm. the competencies they look for. Yeah. Um, so if you have that, if you can show that the work ethic, if you can show some leadership as well, promotions within your current job. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you can show your competitive drive, uh, the flexibility sometimes, because understanding mm-hmm. that change is going to mm-hmm. come and show how you've adapted to change, yeah. then great. Those are things we typically would get over a college career. Uh, but people who have been working in the workforce, absolutely, if they got those competencies and the job doesn't call for that, then you certainly should be looking out for those positions that uh, don't have that requirement. Brilliant. That's amazing. Um, how can work colleagues be a healthy support system for each other? So work colleagues, uh, and I like to call, I use the term mentoring a lot at our company because I believe no one gets to their level, whether it's promotion to the top or or even intermediate promotions, no one gets there on their own. Somebody somewhere showed, coached, motivated, mentored, and helped develop them along the way. Your job going into a company is to find those people that 
have something maybe in common with you or someone you aspire to be. Reach out to them for ideas. Reach out to them for how they got there. And what you'll find is that colleague becomes a mentor for you. That yeah. relationship is an organic one that develops. And we all take pride in knowing that we had a hand in the development of somebody. And you should always be looking out for those blueprints in the form of people that you aspire to be. Is it fair, though, to, to say that great companies have structures that provide for those natural uh, points of contact between potential mentors and those who want to be mentored? But it's not always going to be like that. And, right. and wouldn't it be fair to say that the advice to people in organizations that don't have need to be proactive? It's not going to come yes, to them. Absolutely. So there are every company wants to uh, really talk about their mentoring program. But the best mentoring relationships are the ones that are organic, that you are proactive, as you mentioned, uh, in seeking out, understanding the need for a mentor, understanding the need for that support, and then finding someone who you feel that's going to give you an honest assessment of what you're doing, professional development if you're looking for that, or personal development, just somebody that you can trust and confide in, they will help you along the way. That is one of the greatest strengths of a successful company, is having that organic mentoring where yeah. you can point to someone and say, here's a reason why I got to the next level and let me assist you in finding someone that can help you do the same. That's great advice. That's excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, the third, how can we avoid intersectionality in the workplace? Well, when you mentioned intersectionality, I think what you have to realize is every company really talks about their culture and their DEI initiatives, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, because we want to make sure everyone feels welcome, everyone feels empowered, and everyone feels they have an equal and inclusive hand in what we're doing out there and opportunities to get promoted. The first thing to do is recognize that as I'm coming to a company, maybe there's some things that are different about me and yeah. my culture, my experiences, yeah. and my um, outlook on life than some other folks there. I would say not to hide behind that, but come and bring everything you are to work. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't look to avoid it as much as say differences can be strengths. Yeah. I look at people coming into my company and sometimes they say, well, I have maybe I'm English is my second language. Well, how do we turn that into a strength? Because we have a large uh, Spanish speaking uh, customer we're trying to reach out to as well. We can use that uh, to strengthen our brand in the Hispanic community. So always look to say, if the microscope is on me, I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm going to make sure that if there's something that is perceived to be different about me, I'm going to make it a strength and show you why it's value added to your company. That's very good. Yeah, especially when it comes to that. Um, I know a lot of higher ups or managers would look at that as more as a weakness than right. um, than really most of our strengths. Yes. So it's very good that we have that inclusivity yes. like into our workspaces. And a lot of companies are getting good. better at understanding the importance, diversity of thought, people in those positions who can get us to think outside of the way we traditionally think, to grow our business and grow our brand and reach out to everyone. We recognize we need that and we don't always have the answers. So having people come in and say, how can you help us get there? Don't be afraid to be the first one too. In my company of personal experience, I was the first of many when it comes to diversity, being the first minority hired mm -hmm. into my group. Uh, but I looked at that and said, I am going to make sure as I go through and if I encounter any hurdles along the way, I'm going to make sure that I use that for the next folks coming in and say, how can I help you get past this that I got through and understand it's just yeah. a temporary roadblock along the way. And we can educate as we get there too. So um, I've loved it. I've enjoyed being a trailblazer. I understand everyone doesn't. But uh, it certainly has put me in a position in a company where I'm a spokesperson for it now. So embrace those opportunities. Brilliant. That's good. You bet. That's awesome. That's great advice. I was sitting here thinking I, I come from a very different background just because I was born and raised in Denmark. 
And so when I moved to America uh, almost 20 years ago, I realized that although I had listened to, you know, Britney Spears and watched American <laughs> TV shows, um, I thought I understood American culture. And then when I, think when you got I it pretty well, well <laughs> between those three and Fresh Prince and Bel Air, well, that was one of my the, whole the, the first one, not the sequel. Um, you know, I thought and so I was in culture shock for at least six months on, on so many aspects. And, and I remember that as much as um, I, I wanted to bring myself and my, I, I felt like I had something special to bring because I was Danish. I thought that was really cool. Um, I don't know how many else thought that. But I also realized that part of my upbringing, uh, so a quirk of Danish culture, is that I was just really, really sarcastic, like mm. dry sarcasm. And I had to learn kind of the hard way that, that as much as if I wanted to succeed in this new culture, Part of, of being me was also to figure out when to tone down versions of me because it could end up hurting or misunderstanding. And, and, and let's just say I pummeled into some, some bad experiences in the beginning where I learned, don't say that. Say this. So, so <laughs> when, when it comes to this be your authentic self, um, I think there's a lot of truth to it, but there are also some barriers sometimes I, because I, I could have used that also as an excuse to be like, well, that's just who I am. So what, what, how do we find that balance? I think that really comes down to understanding the culture of the company you're getting into yeah. as well. Some companies really encourage thought and a lot of uh, uh, new ideas, fresh ideas, and, and things that just come out in different cultures. And we're increasingly becoming a global economy where we expect some European thought. We yeah. expect this kind of yeah, thought, yeah. all those things like that. But understand where you fit in with a company and what position, um, that's going to be the key early on. Because we do want you to bring who you are to the company. And until you get to a spot where you um, might feel like you don't have a seat at the table because of what you yep. said or how yep. you said it. Yep. But once you get there, folks are going to understand who you are. Yeah. I like to say about some people at our company who uh, have some challenges with communication. Yeah. Uh, in that way, they're very yeah. sarcastic and witty. They're like an acquired taste. <laughs> we, are, we are patient with them acquired because taste. we understand yeah. that when we hire somebody, we know they're bringing in some value. We just have to figure out how do we then hone that so that that message yep. is is um, uh, everyone understands what they're trying to say. Yeah, that cross cultural communication sometimes yeah, comes that's into play. Awesome. But yeah, be your authentic self. I would encourage everyone in every situation try to be that. Uh, just understand cultural norms and where sometimes they might be misinterpreted. Yeah, and be willing to listen. And, and take advice when necessary. <laughs> Drew, that is excellent advice. Thank you so much. Th those are important nuances. And I also want to thank you, Rachel, for bringing some great question and taking your time out to, to, to connect with us today. Thank you so much for being here today. We're excited about the next episode where we're going to take one more step at figuring out how to land and keep a job. Join us next time. <laughs>